Oh, thank God it's Friday. That's what I have to say. <laughs> I know. It's kind of been working out to record on Fridays. Um, mm-hmm. It gives me time to get the episode edited without, like, super rushing. Yeah. Um, and then it's the end of the work week for you. Um, yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> so nothing hanging over your head for tomorrow. Honestly. And, yeah. It, Yeah. It was a. It's been a busy week. It was. It was a busy week. It was a pretty good week for me. Um, I was out of town good. most of the time, but, um, and then I drove home yesterday, which I already told you all of this, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it took a long time, y'all. It's usually like a three or four hour drive. There was a really horrific accident that honestly, like, I felt so like I just like prayed for those families when I drove by the mm. actual accident. So, um. But it took me a long, long time to get home yesterday. But it was nice because then once I got home, I was like, okay, I get unpacked, got relaxed. And then I was like, okay, I can just sit down and vegetate on Harrier Day Sen because yeah. I love so much that this hasn't really felt like work or – No. Um, I mean, which it should. That's why we started the podcast. We started it because it's, we want to have fun. Of, um, of course. But, but sometimes, sometimes- – Things that are fun can turn into feeling a little bit like work mm-hmm. when you're committed to doing it every week, that kind of right. thing. So, or if a show isn't going maybe the way you want it to go. <laughs> yeah, we don't know what that's like at all. <laughs> if you're throwing some curveballs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's been, it's been fun. Feels like a whole renewal of the excitement i know honestly and i know we've said this like eighteen thousand times already in the (laughs) nine weeks we've been covering this show but yeah i just am like this is yeah i'm just really enjoying it it's been so nice like it's like just the right amount it's not not don't get me wrong there's nothing wrong with lighthearted and fun and sometimes you need just lighthearted and fun things for sure. And this is that. It is lighthearted and fun. But it also feels like there's a good amount of depth to it that is making it like grab at your heartstrings more than something that's just lighthearted and fun does. Very um, much. Which, yeah. you know, is a big need for me for the most part. So it – but without being so heavy that I'm like that – my heart feels like it's just never going to get repaired again. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, I'm I'm very – I'm the same way. Yeah. Like you, if it's too – if it's too light, then it can be hard to derive meaning from it, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Or Yeah, in a format some, like this where we're talking yes. about it and discussing it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's – I don't know. Those – I think that the the more angsty parts are mm-hmm. necessary for things like character development. Yeah. I think especially character development, but even oh, story sure. development, mm-hmm. making the story a bit more rich. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. That's a really good way to put it. Um, yeah, because, well, yeah, like what we like to call purposeful angst, not just angst for the sake of, like, making us want to lie in a pool of our own tears um mm-hmm. just for that sake and nothing else so right and that's like what we're that's what we've been getting into and it was so, and i i texted ashley last night you guys and told her like okay 
I know we said we're going to record tomorrow. Um, and I, I am watching the episode. I do want to, I'm, I've been looking forward to it, but like, it was a really long day. It's 8.30 and I'm already, like my eyes were drooping at like 8.30 last night, which is very unlike me. Um, so I was like, if I don't get through it, like, can we possibly push it off or I'll finish it in the morning. And so, you know, we were like, yeah, if we need to, we'll push it off. And then before I knew it, I was so engrossed in the episode that I was like, it was like a renewal of energy and I finished the whole thing last night in yeah. one sitting. So, um, yeah. And it was even taking everything in me to not start episode 10 because, yeah, the ending. I'm like, oh, I need to see what's going to happen now, which but which we will. And if we can, we're going to try to work it out where either Ashley comes to me or I go to her. Yeah. And we watch it together and then record. So that is still the plan. Um mm-hmm. And I mean, I have, like I said, I have a feeling I know why this is the one you guys want us to, which makes me even more excited to watch it um, when we get to, but yeah. So, um, but before we, before we fully dive into the deep end um, for this episode, I want to, I said last week I was going to read something somebody sent us um, because we were really pressed for time last week, you guys, uh, I had some noise happening in where I was recording the last like 15 minutes. And so, uh, and it was getting harder and harder to mute it and edit it out. So Ashley and I kind of rushed the last like 10, 15 minutes of the episode last week. Um, so we did not get to discuss number one, the deleted scene that we both did see before we recorded the episode. Yeah, we both totally forgot about that. Yep. <laughs> A bunch of people were like, by the way, like, mm-hmm. yeah, we did actually know that. We, we just did. totally forgot to we mention just, it. <laughs> yep. And thank you. There were so many of you that either DM'd or emailed or mm-hmm. mentioned us on Twitter and sent us the link to um to that episode or to that little bonus scene subbed. Yeah. Um and thank you all so much. It's so sweet. We do have someone who is regularly emailing them to us um, Mm -hmm. on schedule so that uh, we she only sends us one scene at a time the week that we're going to be recording that episode. So um, we we are getting them. We do have access to them. So thank you all who have been um, making sure that we have that, though. So, yeah, and we both adored that scene. Like, it was – and there's even a flashback to it this episode. Yes. So what's interesting to me is that I'm like, okay, clearly they really wanted this scene to air, and for whatever reason – it's what got cut and turned into an internet scene. But I love mm-hmm. that they still acknowledged it this episode because there was the flashback to it. And you don't I don't right. think you see that happening a lot. A lot of times a bonus scene is just meant is meant to just be that. Like, um, and so I like that it was like, I felt like that was their way of saying, like, yeah, we wanted this in the episode, but it didn't make it. Um yeah. because yeah, it was so cute when they're out imagining their little it was part of me wonders if it got cut because it was I'm it was very how do I say this um yeah what's the word what's the phrase I was like oh okay so we're doing this like it it would we've been in a very kind of middle ground with Mm -hmm. them and their feelings and them obviously not being ready to reveal their feelings to one another right and that whole scene where they're talking about the that just them it just being the two of them in the mm-hmm. world and all of that was very good progression and kind of an obvious sort of a thing of them 
really showcasing their feelings for each other. But this felt even more like like a, a step further because they were about to freaking kiss. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of like when John and Son M fell asleep in that hammock together. Right. Um, at, you know, which was like a big lead up to, you know, what we what we got. But yeah, like it was one of the things where it's like, okay, but you snuck out to come see him late at night. You fell asleep mm-hmm. in the hammock all snuggled up together. But then there was still no like feelings, confessions or sharing or anything like that. Right. Um, so yeah. So I could see if like maybe it was cut on purpose, but it was like, oh, we really want you guys to see this though too. Um, mm-hmm. Because yeah, them like laying the way they were on that blanket and um after especially after having discussed what they had just discussed like you said about it's only them Mm -hmm. in the world and all that you're right um so either way i'm glad we got access to it i'm glad the world gets to see it whether it was in the actual episode or not um for sure and um I, i feel like there was something else but if it comes up i'll bring it up so that and then i had wanted to read something that someone on um instagram had sent us because i thought it was very interesting right up our alley but like i said i was just trying to finish recording before the noise kept happening in my house again so (laughs) i was like i'll just read it next week um but somebody on instagram uh whose handle is cudden underscore dalgan commented hi so you've watched episode eight already right if not stop reading so i love this because she says i think of osmier as tinkerbell Mm. Remember when she was spying on the domesticity of Seldom in the office? She reminds me of Tink looking through a keyhole. Uh, she says, Google it. Uh, but then she goes, that's Even when... her hair. Mm-hmm. Up... You're right. It is. It's always her up in like exactly that. exactly like Tinkerbell's. The fairy yeah. bun. Um, yeah. She says, Google it, LOL. That was when I went, oh my gosh, Tink. And she says, um... <laughs> she says, beetroot because that's what the subs all yeah barack <laughs> even though barack <laughs> means leave so it's not even anyways um she says she says why don't you call barack beetroot it seems most fitting um she's like y'all so respectful calling him barack <laughs> she says anyways he is hook peter and hook are enemies because peter cut off his hand demir took the power barack held in the office uh, Feru is Mr. Smee. I totally see that. I, like, now that she says it, I'm like, I see it. I totally see it. Um, Mr. Smee. Celine is Wendy, of course, and the rest of the office characters are like the Lost Boys. Would I consider mm-hmm. Artimbim as Neverland? Maybe. I think Seldom's house played a physical role in the story, but I can't really explain it. Oh, and did she kiss his cheek in episode eight, right? Her birthday? That reminded me of when Wendy offers Peter a kiss and Demir's face and Peter's face after they ha- after it happened. Mm-hmm. Like it's the first time he's experiencing something like that. But like I said before, it, I could be reaching. So I okay. like it. Even if you are reaching, I think it still fits. Yeah. The, the funny thing is that I have been torn this whole time between which one of them is peter because to me mm -hmm. celine is more peter than demir i guess Mm -hmm. in the ways uh well okay see see this is why i go back and forth because (laughs) wendy also doesn't want to grow up that's why she ends up going off to neverland Mm -hmm. she doesn't want to leave the nursery it's this whole thing 
that she she wants to stay young, but her parents are kind of telling her it's time to grow up, time to time to leave her childish things behind her. And that's when Peter kind of whisks her away. So what, but as for our quote, Peter, Demir doesn't fit the, the normal bill of what you would think. Because I think mainly because of his personality. Mm -hmm. But in a sense, he is kind of wanting to go back to his mm -hmm. childhood. He's wanting to go back to that time of innocence when his life was actually happy and he has those good memories yeah because the rest of his life has been difficult and he's been basically abandoned mm -hmm. so i totally get that he is i mean he has to be peter she has to be wendy right right <laughs> but no you're but, right but some you know with with I think just because of how mischievous Celine is, and Peter Pan is incredibly mischievous. Mm -hmm. He's always, he plays tricks on people. And uh, like even in the book, he's always playing tricks on everybody, on the Lost Boys. Mm -hmm. He'll forget who Wendy is. He'll just forget that he <laughs> brought Wendy and her brothers to, to Neverland. And he'll be like, oh, who are you? <laughs> because he's just so focused on himself mm -hmm. and his own stuff that's happening. So, um, but it's, I, yeah, I, I totally see that. And Feru is definitely Mr. Smee. Mm -hmm. Hook's little crony and sidekick. And, um, so yeah, I, I don't know that, I don't know that she is reaching with any of that, especially yeah. considering I had never even thought about Osmie's little bun with her bangs until uh -huh. she mentioned her as Tink. Yep. But really, because she's the one that's like shipping them too, like. Well, I mean, if we want to get technical, well, you're right. Yeah. Hates Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, because huh? she loves Peter. She is never shipping them. That's but true. But I, in it, it's a different context. Obviously, mm -hmm. it's a different story, and so yeah. Um, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I guess in this sense, it would make Alara Tinkerbell, and we don't want to give Alara any kind of. <laughs> no, she doesn't deserve symbolism. No. no, she does not. No, she does not. Um, so yeah, I just want to make sure I read that. I wanted to make sure that we um, acknowledged and said thank you to everyone who was very concerned and making sure that we got to see the bonus scenes. We will be getting to see yeah. every single one of them. I promise. Yesenia is on it. She's been sending them to us. Um, so yeah. Yeah, that was um, just on us. Yeah, that was just totally on us for, for <laughs> both of us forgetting to bring it up. Even mm -hmm. after – and I think I had even said last week before we recorded, like we I before I hit did. the record button, I was like, oh, and we got to make sure we talk about the bonus scene. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, yep. we're professionals. The best laid plans. Mm -hmm. So um, the, the Demir count for this episode is 23, bringing us to 237 Demirs already. Oh, my gosh. Uh, in just nine episodes. So that was um, fun. And then we even um, – she also put a tally – for um one wendy and i'm guessing and i can't when did that happen this episode it's during one of their conversations they're talking about the conversation they had oh yeah 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 the, okay. about the house yeah yeah you're right i mean i didn't i don't i don't doubt her she's probably she's probably seen this show more times than anyone so um mm -hmm. i was just trying to recall um so yeah, um, I have not read anything new this week. I've just been engrossed in um, 
binge watching Yellowstone. So hmm. that's what I've been doing late at night instead of reading. So I don't have any new reading suggestions for you. I'm guessing probably the same for you with how your work schedule's been. You're still diving into your fantasy book series. Yeah. And we've had busy evenings. So mm-hmm. I was barely able to get the show watched this yeah. week. So I have not been reading at all. <laughs> okay. So sorry, guys. No, no fun reading updates for you. But yeah. that just means... Um, we can start talking about uh, the episode itself. So, yeah. By the way, this is Dizzy for Dizzy. Oh yeah, <laughs> it I'm is Ashley, and I'm Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you're joining us for the first time and this is the first episode you're hearing, welcome to the chaos. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So All where right, do we where so do we want to start? Let's just get the little stuff over with. Okay. So supposedly Essen Hanum is gone. Oh, okay. She's in jail. <laughs> <laughs> because like, Feru got all <laughs> sneaky and conniving and decided to drop a little tip at the police officer's feet and they started doing some investigating and what I can't tell is mm-hmm. I think she's only being detained maybe Mm. like i don't know if charges have been made against her at this point Mm -hmm. so i don't because the with the way that brock uh responds he's kind of doesn't seem like this is a end of it walked away Mm -hmm. and you and they've thrown away the key type of situation Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. it seems like she could potentially come back yeah and i almost wonder it because this is episode nine right and like that's also when we um that's also when we lost uh, Khan in Central Kapama and he just kind of became no more. So I almost wonder if some of these side characters only have like a shorter contract ep- number of episodes. Maybe. And then maybe mm-hmm. they're kind of like, eh, yeah, I don't really want to keep going. Um, or the show is like, eh, we don't really want to renew mm-hmm. your contract. Because I feel like that, um, I feel like that happens. Like yeah. sometimes where you're like, well, that wasn't like fully fleshed out and now he's gone um right so i don't know if that's what it was with her or if this really was part of the plan mm-hmm. but i thought it was interesting because you know of course Feru keeps telling him no don't worry like i deleted all traces of our involvement first i destroyed the documents i burnt but i also am like but would that destroy it on her end though like when they're doing research right. into her it financials like think. yeah and um so and they you're still right. have the mystery photographer, right? Right. They still don't know who is taking those photos, which I do think Barack brings up. Like, we don't know who yes. – we still don't know who's taking the photos. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of like – I I mean, I won't, I won't be sad if this is the end of it and it's just like, eh, okay, we got rid of, you know. But I also kind of want it to come back to bite him and, like, for there to be real repercussions for his foolish decisions, you know? Yeah. I could definitely see that happening too, because mm-hmm. that could be kind of the whole next arc of, mm-hmm. I guess, a general conflict bet- with Art- Artemim mm-hmm. or because the the Yildirim stuff is kind of wrapped up mm-hmm. and Alara is seemingly getting wrapped up. We'll see. <laughs> um, but at least their business with her. They right. took care of it. This was yeah. the end of it in this episode. They yeah. they were fast and got the monster customer taken care of. Mm-hmm. 
so yeah, maybe somebody else is coming. Maybe there's going to be some other thing for Artemim or Burak to have to deal with. It's it's kind of just interesting. I'm, I'm yeah. curious what's going to happen. Yeah, it's open-ended enough, I guess, that even if they don't have the actress, they could still bring charges against. They could even say like, well, we dug into her financials and you're connected to it all over the place. So that's true. You know, um, you're right. I think it was left open-ended enough. But Fedru seems to think it's all completely over. And that's the end of that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. By him and dancing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was <laughs> so absurd. <laughs> oh, that was crazy. Um, so then what else? Um, oh, Bora and Merve come clean. Do they not? Like, do they tell everyone that they're married? Because when they're kind of discussing, because, you know, Celine is kind of like, uh, okay, well, let's go to the opening scene. So uh, Demir is holding onto her arm and hand, does not let go. Mm-hmm. Even when Osmia no. opens the door, he's still like, uh, Celine. But when Celine hears that Yildirim Bay is there, she's like, yeah, you got to deal with this. See ya. And she pulls away and right. runs out very dramatically onto the roof, which you had something to say about that. I saw your tweet. <laughs> like when she's oh like, oh my oh. gosh. <laughs> I know. I I was. It just made me laugh. It was one of those DZ mo- uh-huh. <laughs> moments where I was like, "Here we go." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I I mean, I get it. They're going for the drama. Yeah, we're this eating is, it up. This, this is, is an not impactful yeah. moment between the two of them. This is not an insult. Both very. Yes, they're both very emotional. It's mm-hmm. just so typical DZ yes. that they are just so extra. The music <laughs> is playing. It's swelling. The shots are slowed down. You see them both wiping their eyes, trying to gather themselves. Mm-hmm. It's just funny. Uh-huh. I agree. And, and yeah, she has to go up on the roof and be by herself. Um, yes. And many, many types, many genres mm-hmm. or different types of entertainment will do this it's a mm-hmm. very common thing it just makes me laugh so yeah i i had to tweet about how extra yeah. some <laughs> of these shows are oh it. but it's it's part of the allure um so anyways yeah so she runs up because she's upset because you know he's just told her you know after she said listen even vidat who this was actually like a lie against and offense against mm-hmm. was not this upset I don't understand why you are. And he's like, yeah, you don't. Meaning mm-hmm. like there's clearly more to be said. Right. But of course he's not going to say it because as much as we love Demir, as unproblematic and amazing as he is, he mm-hmm. is still a DZ dude. So he's going to be dense as a dictionary when it comes to yeah. realizing not only does she clearly feel something for him, but he's like, I'm not going to say that I clearly feel something for her and that I'm jealous now right. because I don't want to take away from my best friend who I love and care about immensely because right. he clearly has feelings for you mm-hmm. and was willing to kind of like shut those off because once mm-hmm. he realized who you were, but he's basically struggling with that. Like, so, right. but of course, he's not well, going to say any of that. Right, and I and I do think he's also probably another one of our favorites. He's he's a little bit emotionally constipated, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we as as in tune now. See, I, f- I feel like I sound like I'm contradicting myself because I have 
on the podcast <laughs> stated that he is very emotionally intelligent. Yes, he is. In other course, aspects. <laughs> in, in, yes, in other aspects. And when it comes to these types of situations, some of our best heroes, we, we love that they're a little emotionally constipated mm-hmm. when it comes to the heroine mm-hmm. because they're having those moments of is it indigestion or is it love uh-huh. <laughs> and, and they're they're having that battle that internal battle uh that we just love to see spoiler so, alert um, it's never indigestion <laughs> yeah yeah so i do think that definitely plays into it yeah. As with this particular timeline and this mm-hmm. situation, he's probably kind of thinking like same 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 story, different hero with with mm-hmm. some of this man. Kind of maybe feeling undeserving, mm-hmm. especially because of how much he adores Vidat, how he's basically a brother to him. Yeah. There he's the only one who of... hasn't left him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of factors at play here. Yeah, I agree. Well, and even the most, um, you know, however you want to describe it, the most emotionally intelligent, the most self-aware, the most all this stuff, people, when it comes to someone very close to you, or if it comes to something very personal, the all bets are off. Like, it's like people who can, yeah. people who are you know, high up the corporate ladder and they can just, you know, they can buy out companies and eat CEOs for lunch and, you know, all this stuff. And their professional life is just, you know, in amazing order. But then you get home in their personal life and they can't navigate those types of feelings for the life of them. So, you know, it, yeah, it makes sense. Um, So, yeah. He, they're just, they're on the struggle bus. Seldom's on the struggle bus when it comes to yeah. these feelings. So, um, anyways, I had a point to coming back to this first, but. Well, you went back to it because we were trying to remember if Merve and Bor- Bora, yes. uh, out, outed themselves to everybody. Yes. And I cannot, for the life of me, remember. I felt like they did, yeah. In their little powwow when that's they were what I was, meeting together. That's what I was thinking. Because Celine comes back down and basically because of how horribly this lie has gone she's like she wants to cleanse herself of all of them she's like i'm done with the whole project cheetah i don't want to do it anymore i need to tell him about it because i need Mm -hmm. this off my conscience and um bora scored a few points with me in this scene because i know me too everyone else is like uh how's this gonna affect us celine like yeah you want your conscious clean but and yeah it was your idea but like we were all involved in it it's gonna incriminate all of us too Mm -hmm. and she's like okay you're right. And she does think about how it's going to affect them. And she's like, you know, fine, I won't tell him, but we cannot move forward with this anymore. We need this needs to be done and over with. Mm-hmm. And but Bora is like sticking up for her. And he's like, well, yeah. y- you know, he's like, yeah, the whole reason she even started all this was because of his, you know, starchy, stingy rules. And those don't even mm-hmm. apply anymore. She did it because we were being kept apart and basically like implying now that's not the case so i don't know that they literally like stuck their rings in everyone's faces and announced it but yeah yeah i felt like they kind of came clean about the fact that like it's clearly not a it's not a factor anymore um yeah i think you're right yeah so it was definitely implied yeah and then him hugging her and just kind of holding her because he Mm -hmm. knows she's really like hurting and so i was like all right bora 
Okay. I see you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, so, it's kind of the same, the, more of the same with Ida and Ebo. We don't really get any further ins with Merve and Bora, mm-hmm. other than their little thing. And then with the crazy Tezes, they're working at Happy Pie. Their dinner plans go awry for uh, Celine and Demir because they try to do their little romantic dinner for the two of them and it ends up being Ida and Ebo who get to enjoy that lovely romantic dinner mm-hmm. um and that's that's I feel like that's really it for them and they also realize kind of near the end of the episode that Demir and Celine work together which they hadn't known before right which makes sense because there really wasn't a reason for them to other than the fact that they're just housemates but I did love the way it came about because they're like yeah Demir Mm -hmm. Celine's mean boss made her cry and like all this stuff and of course Demir kind of comes to the defense of the boss like well what if Celine did something you know yeah, what but if they're it just was like her fault. But they're just like, no, you'd have to be cruel to want to make someone like her cry. And so I love that it kind of gave him a little bit of insight into how hurt she was, but also mm. made it funny when they found out later that Demir and the quote cruel boss are the exact same person. And they were like, yeah. Ugh, like feet and mouth kind of a thing. Um, but you're right. I think that is like pretty much it for them this episode, which is honestly fine with me. They need to be yeah. taken in small doses. Um yeah. So, funnily enough, though, Demir and Celine drove to work together. So, it's time they have to carpool home, even though things mm-hmm. are not great. Um, so, as they're driving home, um, they just kind of have all these pent up, clearly, they have pent up feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they get home, they kind of unload, like Celine does, anyways, you know, because she's like, I don't understand. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, it's no, it's fine. I'm I'm gonna let you keep going, but it's it's just funny. You see them both kind of working at working uh-huh. themselves up to this. Mm-hmm. So it, keep go ahead. I that just was funny to me. You see both of their wheels turning in their heads. You really do because there's no dialogue, right? If, right from what I recall, right. there's no dialogue there, but you can feel and see it happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she just unloads. <laughs> like <laughs> she's like she still is sitting here like. I don't even understand. Like, yes, I lied to you. But again, Mm. like, you're having a bigger reaction than the actual person that I, like, uh, deceived more than you. Um, And, you know, and of course, you know, Demir kind of is like, yeah, but that also means Vedat lied to me, you know. And I understand. I get it. Um, But, yeah, so she's just like, I just, oh, yeah, she just goes off on him. He, she's like, you're still not explaining why this is such a big deal. I don't understand. And she's like, you know what? There's nothing left to be said. You know what there's left to do? To pack. Let's pack your bags for your Paris trip with your lover. (laughs) Girlfriend just like storms in his room, grabs his duffel bag and starts like just grabbing shirts and stuff. And she's like, is this good enough? Oh, no. Shoves it in. What about this shirt? No, this won't fit right for this. Oh, you know what? This won't be right for a really romantic date. And like shoves it and then she's like oh but we can't forget you need a shawl to put around your lover's shoulders don't worry i have one you can borrow (laughs) (laughs) so she storms out and comes back in with her own shawl that he can borrow um Mm -hmm. and he's just standing there like what the heck um 
And well, and he's kind of trying to. At, at one point, he's kind of just done. Uh huh. And he's like Celine, and doesn't he grab her? He sure does. <laughs> because, look, okay, I don't know if we need to spell this out for anyone, but <laughs> let's do it anyway. If you ever have a situation <laughs> where. There's been a misunderstanding like this Mm -hmm. or you're going somewhere with a person and another person that you've been getting very close to suddenly gets very angry and starts (laughs) acting irrationally and starts doing something like throwing clothes into a suitcase so that you can just leave. (laughs) They have feelings for you, okay? This is when you're... (laughs) This is when you go, Demir, wake up. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why do you think she's so upset? And same with Celine. Celine, wake up. Why do you think he's so upset mm-hmm. that you lied to him about meeting Vedat for the first time? Don't you think there's something more mm-hmm. at play here, you two? <laughs> Why don't you think a little bit past the end of your nose and mm-hmm. maybe you'll clue in to what's happening here? Well, and I feel like, I mean, my goodness, especially after they had the whole, like, let's decide what this, what world we would build if it was just the two of us. And she even yeah. brings that up to him where she's like, mm-hmm. two hours ago, you had me imagining a world where we were the only ones who existed in it. And now... You're like pissed off, off at me. To, off to Paris with your lover. Yeah. 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 And, you know, and so it's, it's just so funny because I'm like, oh my gosh, Demir, you're, you're so aware, except for this. Like, yeah. It, but it's also what makes you love it so much because you're like, it literally hasn't occurred to you that she could possibly love you. Yeah. Like, that's what makes it so mm-hmm. endearing is where it's like he like, you know, he knows Alara and these other flirty women like clear, you know, but it's like it hasn't occurred to him that someone as pure and lovely and crazy and, you know, whatever as Celine mm-hmm. would care for him. So it can't possibly be that she's just being unreasonable and crazy. Right. Like, so um, it's oh, it's what yeah. makes us eat this trope up, you guys. So, yeah, you know. He's trying to calm her down. He's literally saying Saki Noel. Mm-hmm. And he's holding her arms, but she's not having it. Well, the doorbell rings. No. And mm-hmm. she's kind of like, mm, like shoves out of his arms and comes downstairs. And it is, of course, because who always has to interrupt <sighs> a cell dem moment? It's got to be Alara or it's got to be Barack. And this time always it's one of them. And it's Barack who's going to take her out to dinner, even though she has very clearly said she is not in the mood to go out to dinner. She has a headache. She wants to stay home. She wants to rest. And he's like, no, here, let me actually walk into the house and take your purse hostage and Mm -hmm. let's get into the car. And Mm -hmm. I am fully 100% aware that if Demir had been the one doing this, I would have been cheering him on as he walked in and grabbed her purse and forced her to follow him out to the car. But those rules don't apply when you're not the hero of the story. So... Well, and I want to talk a little bit about motives because we know that if Demir were the one to do something like this, his motives would be good and they would be Mm -hmm. for Celine's good, for Mm -hmm. her own good. In this situation, Barack has some sort of thing that he's trying to make happen here. He has different, um, he has ulterior motives. Mm -hmm. That's what I couldn't think of just (laughs) now. 
um, that will be the betterment of his himself. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have Celine's good in mind. He has his own good and whatever it is that he's trying to make happen, whether that's he is afraid of losing Celine and he's trying to get back in good with her so that I, I don't know, maybe he's convincing himself that he has feelings for her. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really know. But his motives are not selfless in this situation. They are selfish. Yes. So that is the key difference because he's doing it all because he wants to do it and he's just trying to fulfill whatever little fantasy is in his own little mind, Mm -hmm. just like Alara. They're both outrageously selfish. All they care about is themselves, getting their own way in all of these little situations. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, So they – do go out. Now, here's what does make me laugh about that scene, though. Because she leaves. And mm-hmm. Demir's like, yeah, just keep running away, Celine. And I'm like, oh, pot? Kettle? What uh-huh. do you think you're doing by going to Paris? Like, nobody be- – yes, I understand it will be good for the company to get this kind of exposure, mm, yeah, especially but, after – Yada, yada, yada. Blah, blah, blah. I don't doubt that that is a big part of, sure. like – But let's be real, dude. You weren't going to go, but then you happened to get that ticket and that note right after you were emotionally gut punched yep. by the woman you love, but don't seem to realize you love, mm-hmm. and then made a rash decision to go with the psycho who has her own personal drawing of you in yeah. her possession. Mm-hmm. Like, she's got her fake Derek tattoo like there were i i appreciated everyone who reached out to me and appreciated that analogy so we have some one tree hill fans that listen because they were like oh my gosh the fake derek analogy is perfect for her um so anyways all that to be said he knows he knows that she is Mm -hmm. she knows that she wants he knows that she wants him he knows that she's unstable that she you know shows up and whatever he's got her number so it's like yeah you're kind of doing the same thing you're running away too and you're getting mad at her for doing it on a much smaller scale because she's just going to dinner down the road (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so So, go ahead uh, alara texts brock calls him something like that yeah she calls him at some point and she's like i have something to tell you really exciting news Give, tell me where you're at and I'll come. And he's like, well, I'm busy. You can, we'll talk tomorrow. And she's like, no, just tell me and I'll wait until you're done at that mm-hmm. place. Because she's the worst. So, yeah, Like, why can't you tell him on the phone? And did she even wind up telling him anything? What does she actually tell him? I think that all that she had to tell him was that Demir is going to Paris with her. And she's such a genius. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, like, yeah. If I'm that, remembering correctly, that's all she had to say to him. Because you couldn't just say that on the phone. No, of course not. DZ's, or in a text. Deezy's love to use this meeting could have been an email, like Very logic. Much so. <laughs> With stuff yeah. like that, where it's like, um, you could have just called me and excitedly told me that on the phone and then hung up. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't have to come all the way to the cafe where I was at. Anyways, nope, sure didn't. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So and. Uh, Barack's kind of surprised by that, I think, because he's kind of like, oh, you got him to go with you. Like, okay. Yeah. 
Um, and so, um, meanwhile, all that's happening. We do get to see Ebo with a puppy. It's very cute. And there's literally no reason for it other than just for us to see an adorable man snuggling a puppy. And Mm -hmm. I 100% support it. Um, yeah, I will as take did Ida and Merve. Mm-hmm. I will take <laughs> scenes like that over like over what we like to dub Mahale scenes any day. So, oh my gosh, um, yeah, puppy snuggles over Mahale scenes always. So all this is going on, and we've just got sad Demir back at home. <laughs> yeah, and he's having flashbacks to like when he caught Celine from falling off of the roof. Um, or when yeah, he had this, this is like later that night. Is that I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time tracking with this timeline. I know because it well, there's hot. a lot of, yeah. And there's a lot of times that they have flashbacks this episode too. So there are, because the, I'm thinking she ends up, go, go ahead, go ahead. I'm, well, this I is feel when, like I'm having a hard time tracking with everything that happened in the last half of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. With how she was upset again and mm-hmm. she went to uh and she kind of like took off and ran away. So this portion I'm I'm like struggling for some reason. Okay. That's not so, yet, right? No. So um this is when he's out and I think he's trying to do his exercise to like ground himself and oh, calm down. Oh, yes. But then he's like having flashbacks and then That's right. He can't focus. Yeah, and then and then Keramook shows up wanting dinner and he's kind of like, "Oh, hey, bo- hey boy, like no, Celine's not here. Let me get mm-hmm. your food." And then he feeds the goat and he might even feed yes. the turtle. Um so he, he he calls for the turtle, I think. Yes. At that point. Yes. Yeah. So he's like, oh, I might as well feed the uh-huh. animals because mm-hmm. this is what he does now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. And he clearly hates it since he bought one of the animals a whole new home. Come on. Uh-huh. Um, so then um, he's in the kitchen and he's cooking and he's having flashbacks to when they kind of were arguing and bickering in the kitchen and she burned her mm-hmm. potatoes because he's about to cut a bunch of potatoes to cook. So, you know, we're just in our little sad, sulky Yes. You know, sentimental feels. And Celine has now left. She has left the cafe and she runs off to the animal shelter because that's her happy place, which is so yes. fitting and perfect. Um, yeah. And the girls, Merve and Ida, have sent Ebo on a mission because they're like, we're worried. That's like, right. she was upset. But mm-hmm. we don't. we can't just show up at the house because of the living situation. And they're not sh- sure if... Demir knows that they know, but they don't <laughs> – it's going to sound like friends. They don't know that Demir <laughs> knows that they know that they live together. So right. they're like, we can't and just show up. he knows that Ebo knows. Yes. So Ebo – so they sent – they're like, hey, mm-hmm. can you go check at our house? We'll, we're going to check Happy Pie. And he's like, right now. <laughs> but of course he does it. Yes. Because he's Ebo and he's a wonderful friend and a great guy. Yep. So he goes and he ends up – seeing Demir mm-hmm. and kind of letting her know, well, the girls are worried. I came to see if she's here. Um, meanwhile, the girls are at Happy Pie. They get trapped by the Tezes. Mm-hmm. And um, that's also when the Tezes find out that they 
gave a romantic dinner to the wrong couple. <laughs> but I think it was perfect and it wound up being the right couple. Um, yeah. And and Ida was so sweet about it. And she was. And was so thankful to them. I, I thought it was really cute. Yeah. It worked out well. Um, um, yeah. So it's funny because – you know, Demir's like, well, Celine's not here to Ebo, and Ebo's like, okay. He's like, well, I'll find her, you know. And he's like, he's like, well, you know, she'll come. Cause he's like, oh, and I'll let you know when I do. And he's like, well, she's got a house key. She'll make it home. Like, blah blah. And he's like, okay, like, sure, dude, I got you. And I love how when he does find Celine, he still texts Demir, even though Demir uh-huh. acted like, oh, I don't need to know. Ebo knows better, and he yeah. does text him to be like, don't worry, I found her. She's fine. Um, she's safe. Don't worry. Not that you would worry, Demir. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, and I love it because he knows right where to find her. He goes to the shelter yes. and yeah. he where he helps her. she has a puppy. Oh. She does have the cutest little puppy. Oh, my, oh gosh. my gosh. And so I love that because it, you know, it helps bring attention to animal, you know, that particular animal shelter and all that. But yeah, it's also a really cute scene because, you know, they get to talk to and um, they he's, do. A, he's a good friend and he's trying to encourage her and. Well, and I feel like you really see the the depth of their friendship mm-hmm. like you we've known that he's her friend he's the first friend that we meet of hers in the mm-hmm. show actually mm-hmm. so um we we know that they're close but her kind of opening up to him after she hadn't even been ready yet to open up to the girls mm-hmm. i thought was a really nice moment and um i i just really loved this scene i thought yeah. that I was like, this is a great picture of friendship in kind of a different way. Mm-hmm. And you don't necessarily always I, – I also love when you get to see friendships between not just members of the, the same sex but the opposite sex mm-hmm. in Deezies. Like we got to see that with Sanem and Osman. They yeah. were good friends. And I feel like in this, this is really being showcased with her, with Celine and Ebo. And mm-hmm. it's just been – it's been really nice to to see that. I agree. Um, and so, yeah, so we kind of move on from that scene. And we go back to Demir, who's putting the scarf back <laughs> where it came from. <laughs> and then he winds up trying to get advice from Chi-Chi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which <laughs> I, this whole, I, the whole thing with Demir being home alone mm-hmm. while Celine is gone. Uh-huh. It was just the best. It was the absolute <laughs> yeah. best. Because he can't focus. He's nope. he's a wreck. And then he finds himself doing the things that Celine usually does. Mm-hmm. I live for crap like that. When when somebody is so clearly missing another person mm-hmm. that they start like, well, I'll just, oh, well, why don't I do this? And it, it happens mm-hmm. to be something that the other person is very well known for or mm-hmm. they do every single day or it's a habit of theirs. And we see that with him. He's all the animals. He's having a whole conversation with Chi-Chi. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which he even winds up saying like, look where I've wound up. I'm like, ha- I'm having like a therapy session with a goldfish. Like, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. And then later on, as the night gets gets further and darker and Celine still isn't home, he's just the saddest little puppy. And uh-huh. I love it so much. <laughs> well, and all those he's like texting her, but then keeps deleting the text. And he's like, oh, where so are good. you? When are you coming home? 
I'm not sleeping till you I get can't home. Sleep. Uh-huh. But I mean he he never sends any of them. He does wind up deleting them. But I love that it was a really great way for us to see his thoughts going through his mind. Yes. Um you know, instead of him because and we've discussed this in our past seasons, but Ashley and I both are very much more show me mm. versus tell me. Like meaning like I don't particularly like when it does. Now it does happen sometimes when you just say your thoughts out loud. But yeah, there are some DZs where that's all they do to show you the characters in her thoughts is constantly have them just say them out loud to themselves. Right. And I'm like, it's a narration. Right. Instead of, yeah. But I'm like, nobody talks out loud that much to themselves. (laughs) Like, no. Sometimes, yes, you do. Sometimes you do mumble to yourself. Sometimes you do say, but. A lot of times where you're like, okay, honestly, this would have even just been better as like a quiet thought bubble, like and a voiceover right. versus you saying it out loud. Anyways, all that to be said, I appreciate it because this could have been stuff that they could have made it a tell thing and instead uh-huh. they found a way to show us and it was by him sending those text me- – writing those text messages but not actually sending them. Yeah. Um Absolutely. So I absolutely adored that. And then he winds up because he can't sleep, of course. No, he can't. And so he gets up and winds up grabbing Jenga from uh-huh. the closet and then goes and sits and plays and it he, outside. Yeah. Until so he – Go ahead. Okay. He – yeah, and plays it until he basically – it falls down and then he gives up and, like, winds up falling asleep on the couch out in the backyard. Um well, and during that, he's having more flashbacks, mm-hmm. just thinking about all the – it's it's a flashback for every piece that he pulls. Yeah, and I thought, you're right. I thought it was really interesting the way that they did that as far as that scene because the first couple are good memories. Mm-hmm. And because he's, he's just sitting there looking like the saddest a boy. A forlorn and, little – yes. <laughs> and <laughs> – you know, he, he starts taking pieces, being very slow, being very careful, and the memories that are accompanying them are happy memories of Celine or memory like he thinks about when she kissed him on the cheek. And, yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. They're like very sweet memories of her. But then the last one of the last pieces that he pulls Mm -hmm. is the memory of her telling him that she lied to him. Mm -hmm. And that is when the Jenga building very figuratively collapses. (laughs) Uh Very metaphorically collapses. Um, And we even revisit this later after Celine actually finally comes home because after he falls asleep, he's outside on the porch, he's asleep, and Celine comes home. (laughs) She wars with herself a little bit Uh she goes to walk by him. Mm-hmm. But she, you can tell she's thinking to herself, oh, I can't just leave him out here. Uh-huh. Let me just put the blanket over him. Well, it wakes him up. And right. I, lo- I love how he's like, where have you been? I know. It's like the first <laughs> thing he says. So before we continue with that, where she has been is at the girls. Because Ebo yes. dropped her off at Ida's. And she's like, oh, good, because I don't want to go home yet. And she finally kind of confesses to them because yeah but not really just that she's confused (laughs) and like yeah 
you know, but they are, but they are also like, I love that they're like, oh, you don't have feelings. You have Stockholm syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're spending every waking moment with him. And so like, that's what this is. You just need a little bit of time away and you'll go back to your factory settings, basically. Mm -hmm. And they kind of try to push the Barack narrative again. Um, Right. You know, and so that's when she eventually comes home because she's like, okay, like, enough. Like, uh, we've talked, you know, we've talked this to death. I'm going to go because they kind of tease her. They do. And they all talk about, they all confess a little bit. And as they're revealing how hot Demir is, too. Yeah. Yeah. And they're having a bit of a bonding moment of her because they're kind of needling her like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, I mean, if you're just living with him and you're having to stare at him all day and you're seeing him without his shirt on and all these things. And she's having these flashbacks, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is, is great. So she's being tortured a little bit by her own memories as well that's true so yeah so when she puts the blanket on him you're right he wakes him up and yeah the first thing is where have you been where have you been (laughs) so (laughs) but they they end up revisiting the kind of the jenga analogy there as well because she notices it and Mm -hmm. she says oh it collapsed and he says something to the effect of, yeah, well, sometimes when the foundation isn't strong enough, everything will collapse. And I don't remember what she replies. Well, but No, no, she – what he says is all it takes is a simple mistake and the whole thing falls apart. She says, well, maybe if the foundation had been solid to begin with, that wouldn't have happened. So, yeah, it's like – That's what happens when I watch the episode one time. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Neither of us got a chance to watch it fully the second time all the way through. I I got some of it, but not all of it. But I did get to this part. Um, And yeah, and so I loved that because like you pointed Mm -hmm. out, clearly even him playing Jenga was a giant metaphor. So then it was very appropriate that then the two of them would have a conversation about really what it is that caused the collapse because he's seeing it as a couple mistakes like choosing the wrong piece but she's like Mm -hmm. yeah but if the foundation itself had been stronger this wouldn't have it wouldn't have been enough to basically ruin the entire thing so and i don't think we yeah i don't think we need to explain exactly what they're talking about so yeah um, definitely you know but i do love that that's what happens so okay the next part, though, I was like, I almost texted you, but I was like, okay, no, we can, we'll talk about it on the podcast. Okay. Because when they both have to rub Oh, my their, God. Oh, my gosh. I was like, Ashley's probably going crazy. I was dying. I was dying. I was like, Whoa! It's It's like the whole, like, when one one person senses the other kind of a thing. Like, when, uh-huh. when Sanem sensed John walk into that room, even though her back was turned to it, and she, like, stops and feels it for a second. Even when mm-hmm. the literal only good thing out of the whole amnesia plot of Senchal Kapama was when Edda feels Serkan walk into the building, even though he's mm-hmm. presumed dead. Um, and Serkan feels Edda when he walks in the building. Um, yeah. And they both clutch in their chest. To me, when she feels him as he walks by, even though they yeah. don't even know each other. Because she has his dead wife's heart. Yeah. Um, 
It, oh my gosh. Yes. Like <laughs> that, that's like Bonnie Hunt's line. Grace has Bob's dead wife's heart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so yes, I was like, oh my gosh. Cause you know, she gets upstairs, she walks away. He clutches his chest. She's upstairs. Mm-hmm. She's clutching her chest because their hearts are literally aching so badly yep. that they're having a visceral physical reaction to it. And yet, neither one of them is like, maybe I should just share my feelings. (laughs) Maybe I should just walk upstairs or downstairs Uh and have a little conversation with Mm -hmm. this person. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) But we wind up having a giant montage after that. The song, yeah. I didn't I didn't think to look it up, but the lyrics were, like, so fitting because it was, like, yeah. I can't ask you to stay, but I can't ask you to go. Like, basically, mm-hmm. no matter what, I'm in, I'm in torment because when you're here, mm-hmm. it's not the way I want it to be, but I don't want you gone, you know. So it's this whole theme. And we're going right. through a huge montage right. of longing looks. Now, do you think all of that was over the course of the next week? Because we do get the, like, yes. one week later. Okay. Because yeah. – that was the vibe I got was that we were seeing their days where they were – they obviously haven't communicated anything to each other. Okay. They're kind of just waking up, going to work, avoiding each other, mm-hmm. doing the – working hard. It probably was the perfect time for this to happen because they're rushing, 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 trying yes. to get Alara's whole um, job finished. Mm-hmm. So they're busy with other things. We see him kind of ignoring Vedat as yes. well. And Vedat so, noticing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think we're just seeing the progression of that week before the dreaded Paris trip. But did you also – there were a few things that I was like, oh, my gosh, this was adorable. And that's why I was kind of like, wait, were these – were some of these flashbacks too? But no, I think you're right. It's just their whole week. Because, like, when she pulls his glasses off of him while he's asleep, when yeah. he fell asleep on the chair – Mm-hmm. He made her a breakfast plate. She made him a cup of coffee. But then because yeah. they're avoiding each other, that neither one of them actually gets to give it to the other one. Yep. So she winds up just dumping the coffee because he leaves before right. she can bring it to him. And she does the same thing when he made breakfast. She leaves before he can give it to him. Um, mm-hmm. But, of course, while they're working, they're both kind of, like, staring at each other and looking away if the other one happens yeah. to look back. And, yeah, so it's like this whole week of pining and – longing and mm-hmm. yeah so um i but near the end of this montage mm-hmm. when she i don't know why is she in his room i don't remember but he is is it when he goes out to eat with vidat or is this like see that's no and, I, um, and i'm jumping ahead but why did i think that's when she went into his room but no that's not right yeah, it's but near I, the I end know of this montage. About. Yeah, but He's for whatever reason, for some yeah, reason. and she's in there for something. Maybe she's cleaning or dusting or something. Anyways, or bringing something of his back into his room. Yeah, it could be that. Anyway, either way, she sees the Paris ticket, of course, and is like sad. But, but mm-hmm. behind the Paris ticket, she finds her bracelet that she probably yep. never even realized was missing, and it makes her like smart. Is that Zuzu? <laughs> She's like so excited. Is she she's playing with something? Around. Oh no! She's rolling around on the rug like a psycho. I can hear her. <laughs> oh my gosh! I tried to hurry and mute. No, you're fine. <laughs> oh 
my god! Then you've got my dog right there. He's just sleeping on the chair behind me. <laughs> she was being very quiet, and then she's just decided. To I heard her like right now, heavy breathing and panting. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> She gets on her back and rides around on the rug. <laughs> Jack will do that when he first wakes up in the morning. Um, but that's funny. They just get these little bursts of energy. Um, yeah. anyway, anyways, I'm sorry. That's all right. They're basically honorary. They're honorary co-hosts at this point. <laughs> um, so she sees it. It does make her smile. Like, oh, he has this and he's keeping it. So she puts yeah. it back. She does not take it back for herself. Mm-hmm. Um and I kind of loved that. So yeah. Then, then it's officially one week later, mm-hmm. and um, things are still clearly, you know, stiff and jilted, and you know, and things are finished. She kind of announces that Demir Bay, this, this, this is done. Since it's finished, yeah. can I go? And he's like, No, you can't. We have to celebrate now. And I'm like, Celebrate? <laughs> I'm like, I thought that was so funny. <laughs> No, you're not allowed to go home. You're going to stay here and celebrate. <laughs> so there's like a rooftop party, clearly for them finishing the the job. Um, With the lovely royalty-free music playing in the background. Uh-huh. Bora is apparently DJ. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, so where we then continue to see more longing stares from across the rooftop. Oh my gosh. And... The place didn't catch on fire. The two I, of them. I okay, swear. listen, listen. I I think I texted you this last night, you did but I'm gonna me. Yeah. I'm gonna say it anyways on the podcast. It is no stinking wonder these two fell in love in real life. Mm-hmm. The number of times they have had to basically have their noses touching and staring into one another's eyes for long periods of time. Yeah. Or hold the other one and stroke their hair or like uh, no stinking wonder like they probably Uh just got to see right into each other's souls like and we're only nine episodes in we're not even halfway Mm -hmm. through the series and yes dz's are chock full of this kind of stuff but it has happened so many times in the first nine episodes i think more than senchal kapama i think more than ek i think more than bayonlish like at this it, point in the series, I think you're right. Yes, there has been a lot of so I'm like, well, yeah, no wonder those two stinking fell in love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, my Seriously. goodness. So um they yeah, so they're staring. Of course, Alara shows up and she's like, Thank you guys for doing this because you just made it that much easier for Demir and I to go to Paris. She has to bring up the fact that she and Demir are going to Paris at any given moment that she possibly can. She's like TJ on Gilmore Girls when he's like, I'm an Escaro. Like, yeah. yeah. And everything is, yeah. She, she's that annoying kid that, that we all went to school with who got something new for Christmas or their birthday and they just would never stop talking about it and nobody else cares and you're so tired of hearing about this stupid toy or pair of shoes or whatever Mm -hmm. dumb thing that they are super proud of having. Their Nano Pet or their Tamagotchi. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Nobody else cares but they won't stop talking about it. Yeah. That is Alara. Mm -hmm. And not only is it that but she walks up to Celine as she's 
talking to her actual real friends. Mm-hmm. And she does her absolute best to rub Celine's nose in it by asking the girls, oh, which dress should I bring? It's, which one do you ugh. think Demir Bay would like better? The desperation. The <sighs> It's so gross. And it's so... Well, and the it's fact that, too, she's, she's now revealed, like, oh, yeah, well, we, I've extended our trip. Like, mm-hmm. because if we're already going to be in Paris, we might as well stay and enjoy it. And Demir does say, and thank God Celine does overhear this yeah. part, but, again, thanks to our Tink taking her over closer uh-huh. to the table, um, she does hear him say, like, well, we're going for, you know, like, we're going to get the business stuff done in just the two days. I think that's what it should be, you know. And she's like, well, let's just decide once we get there. Um, it's just so, I'm like, honey. I know. This is not the, attractive. The desperation dripping off of her is it, disgusting. Disgusting. So, of course, so Celine's, like, not going to give her the satisfaction. I loved this so much. It was so good. So good. Oh my gosh. Because the God bless Ida and Merve. They're mm-hmm. doing their best to still be polite to this horrible woman. Right. Despite what they can clearly see that she's trying to do to their best friend. They're really trying to be reasonable with her and they're kind of like, either dress I think would be great. And of course, mm-hmm. Alara has to push and she's like, mm-hmm. Celine, what do you think? You know him best. Well, Celine. Oh, man. Celine. I love her. She is like, you know, you're absolutely right. I do know him best. And I agree with Merve and Ida. I think that either one would be great. Because someone once said that it's not the dress that makes the woman but it's the woman who makes the dress so it doesn't really matter what you're gonna wear <laughs> and granted it sounds like a compliment uh-huh. <laughs> but it's but it's not definitely not <laughs> definitely not and the she funny thing is, is go ahead i just say the funny thing is those dresses are both hideous i'm sorry like they're i mean they're, they're both very Alara's – she has a very specific True. kind of boho-ish mm-hmm. style. So <laughs> I don't know. It was just so transparent that I loved that Celine uh-huh. was able to just needle her right back of like, well, it doesn't really matter because it's still going to be you, mm-hmm. the horrible trash person, wearing mm-hmm. whatever dress it is. Yep. It's such an intelligent way to – um insult someone because on the surface it's really not an insult it does sound like she's saying you're so amazing it doesn't matter what you wear (laughs) but really it's like no you're so desperate and gross you you know it's like uh what do they say you know you put a pig in a dress and it's still a pig like you know or however that goes but um so yeah i love that and you know of course there was also at some point like Barack is over there talking to Celine and she kind of laughs and Demir immediately hones in on that <laughs> and doesn't like it. And I'm like, huh, I wonder why. Um, yeah. So, but you know, anyways. So then she does, Demir gets to his office because earlier 
Celine had, and she had told him like, hey, I dropped off that final paperwork, the folders in your office, blah, 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 on your desk. Well, right. Demir gets to his office to look at something and realizes that his passport that was sitting on the desk is no longer there. Immediately, yeah. immediately, and this was before it actually was revealed, I wrote, I bet Osmier took it. Mm. And sure enough, as it's revealed, it was her, only after Demir accuses her of stealing it. I'm well, sorry, and, accuses and Celine see- of stealing it. Right. And you see Celine in the office and she very obviously notices his passport. She Mm -hmm. even picks it up. But it's one of those dizzy dizzy things where you're like, this is a misdirect. She's not going to take his passport despite the fiendish look in her eye at this moment. (laughs) Uh It's too obvious. Right. But yeah, Demir ends up accusing her. Mm -hmm. And And of course, like, you really think I would do that? And she's offended, which yeah. to me, with how clearly she was offended and how mm-hmm. she's like, I told you I didn't take it. Yeah. I'm like, she's telling the truth. There, When it comes down to it, she wouldn't do that. She wouldn't take it just to spite him so that he can't leave with Alara. It is his choice after all. Right. And I was going to say, because she's taking the choice away from him and getting him to stay because he had to is not going to bring you the kind of satisfaction of him staying because he wanted to. Um, And on top of that, she's already feeling guilty about the fact that, like, one lie blew up in her face. Why would she want another one to? Yeah. So as as she's storming out of the office, Osmier does have it. Um, And she... I love her little... (laughs) Her smile. (laughs) Well, because she kind of makes up... Because what does she say? Like... Oh, I didn't want it to get lost. So, like, I... Yeah. Well, because she shows Celine and she's all proud of herself. And Celine's like, Osmia, you need to give that back. <laughs> she's like, fine. I love it, though, when she does. Because, of course, you know, Demir's like, well, next time inform me of that because I thought it was lost. And she... I love it, though, because she tells Celine, you know, if you just say Gitme, he won't go. And I'm like, yes, I need a Gitme. We haven't gotten a Gitme yet on this show. Um, you know, but of course, you know, um, she's kind of like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. So Demir is getting ready to leave. Celine's getting her bike loaded up. Now, mind you, Celine is, yes, she probably had a drink or something. She's not drunk. <laughs> We've no, seen drunk Celine. But Demir is like... No, you had drinks at the party. You cannot, you cannot possibly, um, you cannot possibly drive home on your bike. And she's like, I'll find my way. I'll be fine. And he's like, no, you're getting in the car. I'm taking you home. That's that. And she's kind of like, no, I'm not. You know, and she kind of fights it a bit. But when it comes down to it, she gets in the car because she's kind of secretly satisfied, I think, that he like wants to drive her home still. Um. I just thought it was funny because I was like, I was under no indication that Celine was even tipsy, but okay, she can. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> but any any excuse that isn't because he just personally wants her near him, of course. So they he drives quote drunk Celine home. Um, meanwhile, he's they get home. He's gonna take a shower or something. And um, is this when she starts? Is this when she starts rearranging the house? 
Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> because as we have found out, and is it who is it that points it out to her? Is it Ebo or I think it's Ebo later mm-hmm. on, or or is it Burdock? Anyway, somebody later on already knows this about her and has noticed it, and um, when she is irritated or mm-hmm. upset, she starts to either clean or reorganize the room she has to do some sort of work some sort Mm -hmm. of physical way to work out her frustrations listen there Um, is something to be said for rage cleaning (laughs) yeah yeah and i think we even mentioned that on the podcast already Mm -hmm. but yeah so this is something she she's feeling frustrated with the situation Mm -hmm. so she's like I got bored of this setup, so I started. I, so I had to rearrange things. Because Demir comes out and he's like, "What are you doing?" Because <laughs> it's just chaos. There's just yeah. stuff shoved everywhere, and right. um, but they kind of bicker and argue about that because he's like, "Well, we'll decide this together because you know, like, we'll decide how this is going to be." And it feels like there uh-huh. might be some double talk kind of conversation happening there. Um, mm-hmm. but it boils down to, um. He winds up getting a phone call from Vidat, and he's like, oh, great. Like, mm-hmm. here's another fire I have to put out because he already knows there's an issue there. And Vidat is like, listen, I don't know what's going on with you. You've been avoiding me all week. We're going to dinner. We're going to hash this out. You're coming. Yeah. Don't argue. Yeah. So they meet at this place, which I'm pretty sure this is a place um, that uh, Ebo's character goes to a lot in in uh, Sia Bayazashk. I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is when he goes every time he and um, Osle, like, have a fight and he and his driver, like, drink drink the clear alcohol. Anyways, <laughs> but I was like, I think this is at a restaurant that's an SBA. Um, so they're there. They're drinking and eating. And um, he, you know, basically is like – when do you want to talk about this? We're going to talk about it. So we can eat first and then talk, or we can talk and figure it out before dinner gets here. Right, uh, and right. Demir's like, after we eat. And he's like, okay, cool. Let's order. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. freaking No Boundaries Alara shows up at the house oh because gosh. she just has to talk to Demir about something that apparently can't well, wait. And she, again, because she has no boundaries, she's like, because <laughs> Celine is like, whatever go do whatever you have to do like basically just leave me alone i don't yeah. obviously you have to be here and i can't kick <laughs> you out yeah so just be wherever you're gonna be and so celine is kind of away and out on the patio just on her phone so that she can avoid alara and alara decides that she is allowed to just waltz into demir's room and hang out on his bed like it's not a big deal at all mm-hmm. like they're mm-hmm. somehow in a relationship and not only work partners so Mm -hmm. she is completely delusional as we already knew and Celine even goes up there at some point and is like and Alara's like oh any what's what is it any any news anything anything happened and she's like no yeah (laughs) she just walks right back out and like okay she's comfortable here so i guess this is the way things are going now yeah well i mean you know as in her eyes she's like well clearly they do have a personal relationship because they're going to paris together and so who am i to try to kick her out of his room you know yeah so she yeah she just kind of lets it go um demir oh my gosh when they wind up talking he 
again, he doesn't fully tell him what's going on. He doesn't fully hash it out with Vidot like he's supposed to. But mm-hmm. he is so sentimental and so vulnerable with him because he's basically like, you're my only family. Like, I've been – everyone else leaves. I've been abandoned by everyone else. You've been here yeah. for me and with me through all of it. You are more important to me than just about anyone in my life. You're basically a brother to me. I yeah. don't want to – you know, I wouldn't want to do anything to lose you. I would do anything for you. Because mm-hmm. basically – and we know he's speaking specifically regarding Celine and the fact that, like, he right. knows that he started to develop feelings or a crush on her because of the fact that he sent Merve – the flower and the way he talked about her, how he hadn't talked to a woman like this in so long. And it was, mm-hmm. you know, okay. And so clearly this is what's on Demir's heart as he's saying all of this. But he's not right. saying that. Right. He's just making it clear to Vidot how much he means to him and that he would do mm-hmm. anything for him because he doesn't want to lose – he would never want to lose him also. And right. it just was so – I was like, oh, my my heart's like bleeding. It's just so – Yeah. He's – Yeah. It just know, it it just reiterates obviously what a great wonderful friend we already know that Vedat is, but mm-hmm. the fact that Demir also sees and appreciates that like yeah. he doesn't take it for granted, and right. I just love that I love it. Um, yeah, so he decides after they're done, they've both had a, a little too much to drink, so they're both gonna take taxis. But Demir's like, no, you're gonna come to my house, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna make you a coffee, and we're gonna talk a little more mm-hmm. and Vedat's like no no it's fine I'm just gonna go home it's really late already but Demir basically forces him into it mm-hmm. so now we're and approaching you you do you think it was because he was trying to set them up right like Demir had base I took oh, it as like sure. Demir had basically resigned to his fate so to speak and is like yes he was willing to sacrifice for me so now I'm going to sacrifice yes. for him by, like, throwing Celine and Vidot together. Because yes. Demir <laughs> is, is in the phase of, nobody loves me. I am unworthy of love. Uh-huh. Vidot is such a good friend. He should just ha- take Celine. <laughs> 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 like, this is what Celine actually wants uh-huh. or mm-hmm. anything like that. So, yeah, I think you're absolutely <laughs> right. I think it was like, oh, he's... He's not being logical. He's had no. a little too much to drink. Mm-hmm. And he's theoretically uh, <laughs> laying himself down on the altar yes. of yes. their friendship. <laughs> <laughs> Which, honestly, as ridiculous as it is, I do love it. Because I'm like, well, that's literally yeah, what Vidot did. Like, that's what Vidot did for him, too. Like, it- <laughs> They both are doing it for each other. <laughs> and isn't that so much more refreshing than th- than them actually, like, fighting over a girl? Like, the easy route would have been for it to be, like, a legit love triangle. Yeah. This is the kind of love triangle I actually like because <laughs> – yeah. Like, yes, Vidot developed a little crush on her, but it clearly wasn't anything major where he's like, oh, no. my gosh, I'm giving up the woman I love. Like, yes, he was intrigued by her. He was interested in her. He mm-hmm. wanted to get to know her better. But he's clearly not in shambles over the fact that, like, once he realized who she was, that it was, like, yes. this huge thing. But Demir seems to think that. Right. And, you know, and so it's created this triangle, but it's not really, like mm-hmm. – it's just the yeah. best kind because they're both being sacrificial in it and not like right. pick one of us. Like, so. Um, right. right. And then ruining their friendship over it. So, yeah. yeah. So we're about to 
find one of the most awkward foursomes in history in this oh, situation. The, I literally <laughs> said, this is the most awkward, not actually a double date ever. Like, yeah, it's so yeah. incredibly Maybe, uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, I was like, there's no other characters that you could add in to make this any more awkward. It's only these four uh-huh. that you can make it uh-huh. this awkward. <laughs> well, and right before this... <laughs> She's on Celine's on the phone with the girls, and right. they're actually talking sense into her. Like, listen, yeah, she's there, but like, Demir has done nothing but constantly make it clear that they only have a professional relationship. Like, yeah, he'll find he's probably going to find an excuse to wind up not even going to Paris with her if she tries to force it being like a a romantic trip. Like, yep. You know, and how, yeah, it's going to be good for the company. And yeah, this, so that's probably why he agreed to go to begin with. Like, they're actually being really logical about it with her. Um, right. And saying, like, Alara's the one constantly sticking to him, not the other way around. Yeah. And, you know, so then, of course, though, Demir and Vidat show up. And Vidat is so right. sweet because he's like, hi, Celine, I'm so sorry. Like, I told him it was too late and that this was rude. And she's like, no, yeah. no, I'm happy to see you. Because she does like Vidot. He's sweet. But of course, yeah. Demir sees this interaction. They kiss each other's cheeks and like... Uh-huh. <laughs> and Demir's... You, you can just see the thoughts going through his head of like, uh-huh. they're going to be very happy together. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. Yes. I I can... I hate this, but I'll deal with it. Mm-hmm. They deserve this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, yeah, so, you know, it's, yeah, so they wind up having this very uncomfortable because uh, Celine winds up being like, oh, it's fine because you have a guest, too. Like, uh-huh. And do you notice and how. And then she's like, yeah, she's in your room. <laughs> but do you notice how Demir's like, what? Again? Yeah. Like, he's yes. clearly not happy about it, Celine. No, he's not. <laughs> No, he's not. Yeah, mm-hmm. she needs to take note of that mm-hmm. as he's taking note of her little flower that she got from Vidat. <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. These two. These are – they're just a couple of dense dummies in love. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. the best. So, yeah. you know, it's – they kind of have their coffee chit-chat. Well, yeah, Laura comes down. They're all sitting together at the table and then – uh, Demir and Celine go and make coffee as uh, Alara and Vidat are mm-hmm. out waiting for them. And um, they kind of just exchange some words. And I don't even remember the context of this conversation. I, I know don't they either. were kind of bickering a little bit. But Alara and Vidat also have a conversation <laughs> about Demir mm-hmm. and about how Vidat has just noticed some things. Uh-huh. And Alara's like, oh, well, that's funny because what I'm seeing is obviously different than what you're seeing. Yeah. Isn't that interesting how two sets of eyes can see the exact same thing differently? And uh-huh. it's like, yes, because yours are delusional. Yeah. And his are not. Because he's implying basically that he's seen these wonderful changes and he's noticing and observing all these things, you know, uh-huh. that are clearly related to Celine that he's not really saying, but that's what he's saying. And of course, yeah. Alara's got to twist it to her, you know, delusional fantasies. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I did love that. And then they come out, they have their coffee. And um, Alara ends up leaving, right? Because she's like, okay, I'll see you in the morning. 
Right, because they're just, they just end up talking for a little bit. I do absolutely love, <laughs> I love when mm-hmm. Alara makes the little announcement that they're going to Paris for a couple days, and Vidat is like, Oi, me. <laughs> he slowly turns to Demir, like, You idiot. Oh, and it, <laughs> Because his face, oh my gosh, it was, it was amazing. It was Mm -hmm. a beautiful moment to behold. Um, (laughs) There's, we, oh, we, uh, we totally forgot this too. When they first arrive, when Mm -hmm. Demir and Vidat first arrive and, or, or maybe this is after Alara Mm -hmm. leaves, maybe Mm -hmm. we were leading up to it Mm -hmm. because Vidat and Celine have a moment where they're chatting Mm -hmm. and, Vedat ends up finding out that oh yeah, yes. Demir got mad at me because it, it I had lied to have been to him. Okay, it had to have been after Alara left because she was okay. She, I don't know if she was just like I got a pack or whatever, and we're getting up early or something. See you in the morning. Right. She's gone though, thank God. You're right. Yeah, and then Demir's inside early. for something, and now I don't even know what. But right, so they have a little conversation, and Vedat ends up finding out why they have there's been that tenseness between mm-hmm. Celine and Demir mm-hmm. and why there's been the tenseness between him and Demir because Demir found out that Vidat thought that she was Merve and you see the light dawning and yes. sorry I hit the thing you see the light dawning in Vidat's eyes of like yep. okay so this is what we've been dealing with mm-hmm. he didn't even he wasn't even able to tell me he just, you know, gave him the whole speech at mm-hmm. the restaurant. But now Vidat knows and he really truly understands what has yep. been going on with Demir. Yeah, he completely is like, okay, now the restaurant talk makes sense. Now the bringing me back here for coffee thing even mm-hmm. makes sense. He he knows exactly what his best friend was doing. And yeah. so I don't know then if – if um. She kind of walks back in and says goodnight or something at one point. Yeah, I think she just says goodbye to him. Um, and then that's that's kind of that. Doesn't he just go home after that? Well, no, because she disappears. I can't remember exactly why. She just goes up to bed or what. Um, but that's when Demir and Vidat wind up in the backyard on the deck together. Mm-hmm. And... They have this whole conversation that God bless oh, Miriam. Yes, 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 yes. Because I, I texted her last night when I was watching, and I was yes. like, "Listen, you don't have to do this. You can just give me the gist of it, because it's five full minutes of dialogue that I need help with." But God bless her; she translated the entire five minutes of their of conversation for us because the subs were atrocious, like yeah. for this conversation, and it was very obvious that they. We're having a very important conversation. And I mean, we got the basics of it. It was very clear that they were speaking in metaphors, um, you know, about the, the quote, flower pot and all that. But right. So um, when they're out, when they're out on the deck, just the two of them, Vidat um, points to the flower pot, which is now blooming and growing tomatoes or whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. And... He um, um, he says, so she likes her new place, meaning the flower. And Demir mm-hmm. says, is that so? 
I think she would last longer at your greenhouse. And he says, no, some flowers are this way, but they're used to the storm. And if you put them in still weather, they'll wither. Hmm. And if you give them some warmth, they'll still wither. And he says, I don't know. I don't know flowers as well as you do. And he says, you don't have to understand it much, Demir. You just need to love it. Look how much it loves you. And then Miriam says, reminder that in Turkish, there are no pronouns. So you replace the quote Mm -hmm. it with she. And it's the same conversation here. And Demir says, well, it loved your house. It loved the house. And she said, and he says, yes. And you're a part of this house. It's always been that way. You came back to this house years later. Why? Because you belong here. And that flower belongs here Mm -hmm. as well. Just live happily together. And if you were to show it some affection from time to time, it wouldn't kill you. Don't worry. And Demir's like, vidat. (laughs) He says, enough. I've said everything and it's done. So now you take care of this flower and I'll go back to my greenhouse and take care of my own flowers. Okay. Mm. And Demir says, okay, come, let me drive you. Vidot says, no, I'm familiar with this place. I'll just take a cab. Demir's like, you're not going to get a cab this time of night. Let me call for you and I'll walk you out. Okay. It'll be here in two minutes. And then Vidot's like, what time are you hitting the road in the morning? Demir says, Alara is going to pick me up around 5 a.m. And Demir says, or I'm sorry, uh, Vidot laughs and Demir's like, what? Yeah. And he's like, so she's coming to pick you up from your doorstep? I give up. And he's like, what can I say? The girl's excited to go to Paris and I didn't want to ruin her mood. And Vidot's like, sure, but you need to be careful. And Demir's like, careful of what exactly? Come on, Demir, you're not this stupid. That's me, not Vidot. But Vidot says, you were raised as a gentleman, but you don't realize that some of your nice gestures might not look that way from an outsider's perspective. If you say yes to anything Alara says... Just not to hurt her, like, and dot, dot, dot is going to imply, like, and so uh, Demir says, so I say yes to everything Alara says, and um, is that your conclusion? And he says, um, uh, he's like, you're going to Paris together. And he's like, you too? And he's like, what did I first tell you when I came here that I bought shares in this company? And what did you tell me? And Badat's like, what? And Demir's like, I told you, um... Oh, dang it. I just lost my spot. Um, anyways, he it basically comes down to like, okay, Vidot, you're making a big deal out of this, just like Celine's blowing it up and out of proportion, but I'm just managing right. a company. I'm trying to get the company its reputation back. This kind of coverage is good to show that, hey, we're not on shaky ground anymore. Look at this huge project we're presenting here in Paris. And, and, um, and so Vidot's like, okay, you're getting mad at me and yelling. He's like, Celine... And he's like, Celine's problem is different. You know very, very well why she's upset. Are you taking it out on me since you clearly can't tell her? And I'm like, yes, Vidot. (laughs) And he's like, Vidot, I'm sorry. I'm on my nerves these days. And Vidot says, don't get me started on your nerves. Go inside and give your explanations to Celine. And he's like, I've tried a thousand times. And he's like, oh, brother. And he's like, really, have you? And he's like, yeah, for real. She's stubborn. He's like, oh, Demir, these days you aren't yourself at all. You're making explanations for the same thing a thousand times. I'm telling you, she's a 10 out of 10 girl. Like, I know. And then, of course, the cab gets there and their conversation is cut short. Justice for Vidal! If he he doesn't get happily ever after mm-hmm. i will riot mm-hmm. i will be i will curse every one of you who suggested this show to us <laughs> because vidot is vidot. The, the best and most wonderful friend and he <sighs> deserves everything and i i 
all of that wisdom. He's just helping yeah. out dense, dumb Demir. <sighs> and uh, those mm-hmm. those are two perfect scenes. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. all because of Vidat. All because of him. So that's over. Now we go through a whole thing. I'll say this really quickly here because what is the best part is what happens after. But Celine has a nightmare. Right. Everybody's mm-hmm. gone. Her pets are gone. Demir is gone. The house is empty. There's just yeah. everybody's left her. And so yeah. she wakes up screaming Calling Demir's name. Demir. And Demir, yeah. like his life has dependent is oh dependent on this, hears her, drops his bag, Oops. takes those stairs like four at a time, mm-hmm. and rushes to her side. Mm-hmm. And absolutely, because he, he's already awake. He's already ready, mm-hmm. and he is prepped and waiting and ready to help Celine and to mm-hmm. comfort her in this time when she's feeling especially vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he just holds her and hugs he her. He holds her. He strokes like, her hair. Who he knows hugs how long? Her. He halfway lays in bed with her where his feet are still on the ground, but he's holding uh-huh. her while she's getting rest. She, mm-hmm. He... Oh my gosh. She he, he tells her, her to come to Yep, takes her he, out to the balcony after telling her to wash her face there. where uh-huh. he has his whole hands covering her head. His gigantic bear paws are like stroking her cheeks with his thumbs. Oh my gosh, yep. I made a gif out of it. Um yeah, and he's like get you some fresh air. They sit uh-huh. on the balcony. She's <laughs> laying into him and and at one point he's, she does. Like, it's fine. You just had a nightmare. I'm here with you. Everything's okay. Well, and at one point she actually says like everyone left all this stuff, and he, um, he's like, she. At one point she says like gitme. She actually uses the word gitme and begs him not mm-hmm. to go. And he's mm-hmm. like, okay, we're. I'm not going anywhere. Like right, right that moment, you know. And so right, yeah, which it leads to their extended time out on the balcony. They fall right. asleep that way. His stupid alarm goes off in the morning mm-hmm. where um, she's uh, – Celine's asleep on him at this point and um, he is like, oh, you can tell he's struggling. Yeah. He well, gently – because he doesn't want to go. And then we see Alara drive up and I'm sorry, how many of those neighbors probably wanted to murder her? 5 a.m. and you're honking the on the dang horn. And she's honking her – I was like – that is so inconsiderate. Like the fact that she's horrible is one thing, but for her to be that inconsiderate in the it's uh-huh. it, it's the butt crack of dawn, people. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. don't just honk your horn when no. it's that early. Just no. like you shouldn't honk it if it's ten o'clock yeah. at night. How That's about rude? How about Alara? text him? How about text him and say I'm out front? How about it's the twentieth century and you have a cell phone? Mm-hmm. Yes, you don't have to honk your horn. Nope. Like some sort of a, oh my gosh, that made I know. me so mad. I know. I was like, man, why couldn't she just die in a car crash on the way over? <laughs> I almost thought she was going to crash because they show <laughs> they show her in her car and she's all like primping and looking uh-huh, in there. Uh-huh. I was like, car crash, car crash, car crash. <laughs> but it didn't happen. It only happens when people are about to go on a two-year trip. Yeah. <laughs> And then stupid amnesia. Anyways, um, so he 
he gently removes Celine from his arm, mm-hmm. but he swoops her up into his arms. He and does. does he carry her to her bed? No. He no, carries it's too her too far, Kristen. <laughs> he carries her right into his bed, gets her all snuggled and tucked in. Like strokes her face a few more times, mm-hmm. I think. Even if he doesn't, let's say he did. And <laughs> because you know he probably did, even if we didn't see it on camera. He's on the struggle bus here. He really does not yeah. want to go. And I thought, no. I really thought when he got downstairs, he was going to be telling Alara, sorry, I can't go. Right. Or, yeah, or or maybe he'd get to the car mm-hmm. and maybe we see Celine in the window and that's the end. But he does actually get in the car. He does actually get in the car. I think the car pulls away, does it not? I think so, yeah. And so, she, Celine watches him. She watches it from the whole time in the window. So what mm-hmm. I said was... um. He doesn't want to go, but he clearly does, probably out of his weird sense of obligation for the company and blah, blah, blah. Right. But I said, okay, next episode, if he does not pull a Rachel and get back to that house and say, I got off the plane. Now, mind you, hindsight is twenty twenty, and Rachel absolutely should have stayed on the plane and gone to Paris. Okay. <laughs> like, Ross is not worth that. Like, this like, is not the topic, Kristen. <laughs> but... But he needs to pull a Rachel and get off the dang plane because Celine is worth it and his reason for going to Paris is not. So. Yeah. Or maybe he doesn't even walk inside of the airport mm-hmm. and he's like. He just. And he calls and he Barack or something like the girls had thought of. And he yeah, says, you're yes. going to Paris. Yep. Get here in half an hour. <laughs> yes. Maybe he maybe he texts him in the car on the way there. And then when he gets out, he's like, Brock's on his way. And he just hops in a waiting taxi. Right. And gets home and shows up and then pulls maybe. a Rachel. So we'll see. We do not know what happens. We have we still made it this far spoiler free. Uh-huh. Um, if our schedules let it happen, Ashley's hiding under her turtleneck <laughs> right now. You guys, her face is like buried under... <laughs> It's your uh, maybe. It's oh, your swoonick. Man. It's a swoonick. We need swoonicks. <laughs> Tunic shirts where you can hide your face under them when you just get too excited about something swoony. Swoonicks trademark. Um, maybe maybe next week sometime in the evening mm-hmm. we can plan. I I don't know. We'll we'll figure yeah. something out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We We're gonna do everything soon. we can. Yeah, to watch it together and record right after since that was like the biggest requested episode that yeah. you guys wanted us to do that for. So. Um, that's the plan. We can't wait. We're so dang excited. Um, yeah, this has just been, ugh, I'm so excited for the build up and payoff next episode. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so that's that. Ashley has got, um, a movie date tonight. So, I do. um, we're going to go. Batman. Yep. <laughs> uh, we're going to go. I am, uh, not I am. You can find us in our episode mm-hmm. notes, links everywhere. You guys know the drill. Uh, But we'll be back next week with Volume 10, and we can't wait. We're so excited. So thank you for tuning in. We love you. We appreciate you. And we'll talk soon. So until then. Go to Shadoos. Post your call.